Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, December 28th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday in Ohio in December, it is cold, it is gloomy, and we are reliant on the dulcet tones of Dwayne Long to cheer us up. Dwayne, how goes it? I'm not going to cheer anybody up. This this is just ridiculous. Rained all day on Christmas Day and it's just Ohio weather is something that will make you want to leave Ohio. One destination, Pasadena, California, the Rose Bowl, Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, Ohio State faces Utah. Now, that is not the story of the day. The story of the day is who will be playing for Ohio State. There was much discussion or consternation about who might opt out of the game. I think everyone thought Garrett Wilson would opt out. Yesterday, we learned that he is not alone. Garrett Wilson, fellow receiver Chris Olave, offensive lineman Nicholas Petit-Frere, and defensive lineman Haskell Garrett will not play in the Rose Bowl. We'll get ready for the draft instead. Let's take this general to specific. Generally speaking, how do you feel about guys opting out of the Rose Bowl? Uh, I don't have, you know, it's disappointing that we're not going to have them to win this game. But, man, you've got to look at those guys' personal situations. What's going to happen? Oh, they go play for Ohio State, get their knee destroyed, and then, you know, oh, thanks very much. I'll buy you a beer one of these days. You know, the fans that are upset about this, you're not looking at that kid's financial situation, his future. You're not caring at all about him. The only thing you're caring about is Ohio State and, and what he could do for Ohio State. And it disappoints me that fans take that attitude about these kids going early. Good luck to all of them. I understand why they're doing it. Um, And, you know, if we were, if we had taken care of business, uh, taking care of business, excuse me, uh, we wouldn't be here. We'd be in 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 the playoff. We wouldn't be having this conversation. That's a very important distinction, Dwayne. I think people think guys are opting out of the granddaddy of them all. It's 1984. It's just not the case anymore. One, the point you made about the guys needing to secure their professional futures. All of those guys have done plenty for Ohio State. Like you said, I don't think there's anything they could do in the game that would boost their stock in a noteworthy fashion. They've all been pretty much established players. But like you said, they could get injured. And you'd have to look no further than Jalen Smith against Ohio State a few years back to see what that can do to someone's career. Also, I like the idea of getting the young guys ready. Your ultimate goal is to win the national championship. That's not happening this year. So that means our goal has shifted to next year and winning the national championship, which means getting young guys on the field in a big game after a month of practice, to me, is preparation for next year. So I have no problem with guys opting out. This tends to fall along the Nick Bosa lines. If you were upset Nick Bosa left early, You're probably upset now. 
If you're happy that Nick Bosa is on television, making tons of money, serving as an example for future Buckeyes to want to become that, you probably aren't as upset. This is much more about preparation for next year than it is about winning the Rose Bowl. Let me just, let's just be honest about it. We're getting our young guys rotated in now. And that is, that could be huge. The sooner people arrive, the sooner they get the opportunity to play. It's, it's everything. So, and we've got an elite wide receiver room. So I'm telling you, uh, uh, you know, someone said something about Smith and Jigba leading the team in catches next year. Probably is. But then we've got, we've got uh, Fleming, who just needs time on the field. We've got Egbuka. All they need is time on the field. we got Harrison. Let's get them new guys that are going to help us next year instead of worrying about this one game. We are all about. We are Ohio State. We are the Ohio State University. We play for national championships. And of anything less is just, it's okay, great. It, uh, the Rose Bowl is the granddaddy of them all. It's the biggest, it's the best, and you'd want to win it. And we definitely want to win the, this football game. No, nobody can tell me different. But playing for next year, that is everything. And now we're getting these guys rotated in to a huge game. Very early in their careers, they're getting the practice reps. This is, you know, the first team practice reps. This is huge for next year bigger for next year than it is about winning a rose bowl so let's go ahead with the individuals first the two receivers chris olave and garrett wilson are out if you had any worries about uh, the other guys transferring your emeka igbuka julian fleming or marvin harrison they're going to get plenty of opportunities in this game so that will be beneficial that is going to be everything dan you're telling me that those guys aren't chomping at the bit now there are two wide receiver spots open not one two that they that that somebody can take right now right now not wait till till fall uh spring or even fall they take it right now so you know step up in a game like this and and when you're in the spotlight i mean that's the one thing about this you know being away from the playoff games is it's a friday you know it's going to be beautiful opportunity people are going to be sitting down watching this including NFL people. This is going to be huge for, for those three guys. Those three guys right there, they are definitely going to have an opportunity to grab the attention of Buckeye Nation and the college football world. Yeah, if you were bummed out about Olave and Wilson not playing, if you see Fleming have six catches for 140 yards and a touchdown, you can't be excited. That's not fair. You can't have it both ways. At left tackle, Ryan Day announced that even though Paris Johnson has taken some reps out there during practice, they're going to throw Thayer Mumford at left tackle, which I assume means Matt Jones comes in at left guard. It makes sense. It's Thayer's last game. Give him a chance to go out there and show what he can do at left tackle after switching to left guard during the season. Your thoughts on that move? I don't like it at all. I'd rather kick Dewan Jones over there and, uh, and let their player, Thayer Mumford, play right tackle, which is in his best interest too. He is not going to be a left tackle. He's probably going to be a guard at the, at the pro level, but you know, let's take a look at him at right tackle and he's going to hurt us less. You know, he just does not have the feet of Dewan Jones. Uh, You know, Dewan Jones, pretty amazing athlete, but that, that size, they didn't really try to cut that much weight off. He was just a massive human being and, and kick him out there to left tackle. He's played over there before. Yes, I know Mumford played a lot more reps over there, but I think uh, Dewan Jones is the better option. Kick Mumford to 
to the right side. And as you said, we'll, we'll put uh, the other Jones in there at, at guard. Uh, that would be my move. Uh, let's see what happens. That could, that still could happen because that could have, that change could happen from one series to the next. If, if uh, Mumford's having any kind of trouble, uh, offensive line coaches, uh, uh, Ryan Day can step in and say, all right, uh, both of them have repped over there. Didn't like uh, uh, <clears throat> Dewan Jones isn't going to know what's going on. Uh, it, it's a position he's never played before. He doesn't know the play calls. He has. So you could just mid-game, you could uh, flip him over there and put uh, Mumford at right tackle. So that would be my move. Uh, uh, let's Let's see what happens here. Antoine Jackson is who is expected to step up in the case of Haskell Garrett being out. Will we see more Tyleek Williams? I certainly hope so, but that is the last spot that needs to be filled. There'll be a rotation to fill in there. We're going to take a quick break, come back, talk about the Utes. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, we are back. Ohio State faces Utah on Friday at 5 p.m. in the Rose Bowl. Utah comes in at 10 and 3, ranked number 11 overall. Ohio State number 6, 10 and 2. I think people will be surprised to know that Utah, the first half of the season was not that good. They had losses to BYU, San Diego State, and Oregon State. They punctuated the end of their season with some domination of the Ducks. Your thoughts on the matchup against Utah? I watched both Oregon games, uh, the, the whole game. Um, they were clearly a better team. Now, they were not – they did not – there was so much more individual talent on the other side of the ball with Oregon, but it just shows what Utah is. Utah is a brutally efficient machine. They don't make mistakes. They do what they do. They do it very well, and you have to deal with it. That's the thing I noticed. They're a strong defensive team. They, they, they got everybody's – they're doing their fits perfect. You know, you're not seeing guys um, making mistakes out there. This is a team that you have to beat because they're not going to beat themselves. I think we win this game. Uh, I think that we should win at Soundland. Like I said, we're not going to blow them out. They're, they're just too, too good. Too, like I said, it's just a brutally efficient machine. So uh, we have to come ready to play. If we do, we've just got too much talent. You know, Oregon had more talent, but it's not like ours. We were so much more talented in Oregon. Ohio State, uh, year in, year out now, the only team that can really match up with us just man for man is Alabama. We have other teams pop up in there every now and then, like Clemson, LSU, you know, whoever. But uh, consistently, year in and year out, the only rosters roster that can uh, – match ours is Bama. So they're not going to do that. They're not going to be a team that we're going to say uh, that I need to uh, point out, okay, we need to be careful about this guy. The closest thing I could come to that is a quarterback just does things right. He's a runner passer. He's not a guy that's going to sit back there in a the pocket and beat you uh, uh, throwing the ball uh, 40 times a game. But this guy is going to find a way. He makes good decisions. He's a solid quarterback. We have to be as good as we can be to beat them. 
they're not they're not going to give it to us. Very well, Coach Kyle Winningham has a great track record. Las Vegas sees the game as 35-30 Ohio State. I do not see Utah scoring 30 points against the Buckeyes. Ironically, I think it's going to come down to the receiving core for Ohio State being able to match or at least come close to what they did with the original guys in there. That's the matchup Ohio State needs to exploit. If you look at where Utah struggles, I'm not sure they just match up in the secondary with Ohio State. We'll find out on Friday. Have a good one, Buckeyes.